Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,847. Be prepared to be really inspired. Today we're talking about flying cars. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Mountain View, California, Los Altos, California, that area where a lot of people are doing a lot of cool techie stuff. This guy today is doing something completely outrageous. His name is Guy Kaplinski. Guy, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch, or should I say, are your propellers turning? Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you, Mark, for having me here with you on the show. Well, we're going to have some fun here. Uh, before I give my guest here today a proper introduction and we talk a little bit more about what I'm alluding to, what's one little thing about you, Guy, that most people may not know? That I started to build flying car, and I'm car enthusiastic and not an aircraft enthusiastic. So okay. I'm bringing the automotive, my inspiration of automotive and kind of social want to do some social project into the world of aviation. Well, you definitely are doing that. So let me give you a proper introduction and we will, usually I say we'll dive into this. In this case, we'll fly into this uh, great thing that you're doing. Guy Kaplinski is the CEO and co-founder of ASCA Drive and Fly by NFT, where they bridge the gap between aviation and automotive through a pioneering development of the first viable consumer, what they call EVTOL, road and air vehicle. That's right. We're talking about a flying car here. Founded in 2018, he and his R&D team include experts with deep experience in aeronautical design and manufacturing. Guy is what I would call a futurist serial entrepreneur, known for his ability to predict future marketing trends. His proven track record with two previous startups, his partnership with Maki allows the creation of Aska and their development of a short takeoff landing with driving capabilities craft. That's right. As I said, a flying car. We'll be back in just a minute to take a little flight with Guy, but first a word from our valued sponsors. So give him a listen, give him a little love. We'll be right back. You better buckle up. One of your vehicle's interior surfaces that gets a lot of abuse is your dashboard. The sun beats down and those damaging UV rays cause massive heat cycles, resulting in color changes and sometimes cracks. My friends at Covercraft have a great solution for you and for me. Their custom-tailored dash mats protect your dash from heat buildup while providing a stylus solution. You can choose from a variety of styles and colors, including carpet, suede mat, that's the one I have for my vehicles, Carhartt limited edition velour mats, and the Ultimat for trucks and SUVs. Another great benefit of your Covercraft dash mat is that it eliminates the harsh glare the sun produces from your dash to the inside of your windshield, which can make driving a hazard. Covercraft's dash mat design center is located in Arizona, where they know about harsh sun. I've got a special deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. 
Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. All right, Guy, we are back. So let's take a deeper dive, or as I say, fly a little higher uh, and talk a little bit about what this is you are doing. Because the idea of a flying car has been done before. And if you go back in time, it was quite a long time ago. And it was kind of silly because you'd have to drive over and probably take off at an airport. What you're doing is something very, very different. And I'll let our listeners know, if you kind of think of the idea of a drone, but full size that you could climb into, that's kind of what we're talking about here. We'll give you a link to their website so you can go see a short video. But let's talk about what you're doing, Guy. This is phenomenal. Thank you, Mark. Yes, we we are building a drive-and-fly vehicle. It's a vertical takeoff and conventional takeoff vehicle that can drive on the road. We actually started as a social problem. I had my first company in the defense industry, and then I had my second company as an IoT, and I sold that to General Electric. And then kind of thought about, okay, what I want to do next, and want to do a project that can bring quality life to people, so influence people. And I used to live in Japan. I came here about five years ago, originally I'm from Israel, and live in Japan for six years, and I saw how people commuting, how the country has built around the you know, mass transportation of train. And I saw that that commute there, people taking an hour to two hours in a train, coming to work exhausted. Quality of life is not good because of that. And I saw how that affects families where people don't want to get married, people don't want kids, the population is reducing by 30% in the next 30 years. So there is a huge amount of fact of transportation of people. And then about five years ago, I came to the Bay Area. And as a foreigner that came here, I had to push a local family that grew up here and their kids to spread up all over the U.S. to spread apart because they could not afford to leave here. And I thought this is wrong because next it will be to my kids. And then I saw what happened in, the, in San Francisco, that people building smaller and smaller apartments. And that's, as in Japan, driving the population down and make family unhappy. And then all the rest of the startup that I saw run me, they're trying to condense us into ride share or push us into um, a scooter, which is great on vacation. But if you have to do it every day, this is not really great. So I was kind of like thinking about we need to build 
and transportation that provide quality of life, quality of life. And those is not being talking about, you know, in the industry about people, about uh, transportation and automotive and aviation. So I decided about three and a half years ago to build the ASCA. That time, everybody thought that I'm crazy. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Uber Elevate started before us about four years ago, and they came with the concept of air taxi. But air taxi, they need to build an airport. And then the concept of airport is like the train in Japan that, okay, whatever you're going to build the airport, you're going to have increased cost of living. You're going to have smaller, smaller apartment. We don't. Same problems. Quality, yeah. same problem. So I said, I don't go there. And I will build something that people can drive to their home where we can use the existing infrastructure. So we don't need rebuild the airport. We don't need to build many new airports. We just need an helipad. 65 by 65 space to take off. Or we need existing airport where we don't have infrastructure inside the airport. We just get open the gate and drive in and drive out. So you take the vehicle from your home, driving to an area where you can take off. Gate is open, you take off and you fly. So that was one thing. The second thing, since I'm, I'm a car guy, I'm not a pilot, and I'm also afraid to fly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I took my kids in Alaska. I flew a couple of times Cessna. And that was uh, the first and last <laughs> to fly those airplanes yeah. with my kids. Yeah. Uh, you know. know, those little aircraft you're in, they're fun and exciting. But at the same time, you kind of go, oh, uh, this could be a little dicey, you know. And I, I understand. They're fun, exciting. but And when you've got your family with you, even what if there's a catastrophe? So I get it. Right. So I read and I said, okay, if I'm going to build something, it has to be super safe because I'm going to be the first one to fly with my kids. So I have to be able to, you know, fly it. So, so that was my focus. I mean, number one is safety. Number two is provided transportation, what will reduce the cost of living for generation to come and mostly improve their quality of life. Because I think that's a key issue and that is our focus and when uber elevate started they came with a very different concept and the 99 percent of the whole market of air taxi following up the concept of developing those ev toll around airport and people have to drive to the airport park their car go to a terminal or the procedure and i said no and i had a presentation about three years ago in berkeley university and I was presenting and I said, you know, Uber Elevate will not fly because it will not work because there's so many airports. Everybody was so upset about me that I say that. Sure. And eventually they shut down their operation because it, I don't think that is the future, you know, for the mass transportation to do that way. I think there is a, the drive and fly is have to be come up to be the majority of using either Uber as existing Uber where a driver will come to your house and pick you up. But building a mass transportation, uh, mass terminals and mass airport, that's not the way to go. No. That will just increase. Yeah. Increase all the problems you've talked about, which is absolutely right. And the last place you want to go when you're commuting somewhere is to the airport. <laughs> it's like hard to get to. You know, a lot of airports are congested. There's all the, the safety protocols, cost to park. I mean, all these things work against it. So the idea of having your, what you're building is basically your own private 
vehicle that you could drive on any road, but then if you had a place to pull off, wings unfold, propellers come out, and it's like the Jetsons. I mean, it's just very cool. Yeah, so... Explain to the listeners, now everybody listening here is going to go to your website and go, what are they talking about here? But explain as as you do to the listeners what this design concept is around. Because when I first looked at it, it looked very futuristic. When I saw it before it unfolds, it's like, a. it's funny you're in Japan. It's like a piece of origami to me, a beautifully folding origami. And then it unfolds and takes off. But can you explain from your words what this looks like for someone who's never seen it before? Yes. So the design was driving by safety. So that is number one. Because of that, we we have a very large wing. So if it gets, in case of emergency, we can glide. So, ah. that is a, so that's why we are not as a drone design where you're basically falling from the air. And that's something because it's a consumer product or rideshare or, or Uber type of uh, services on a daily use, it have to be super safe. So we have a very large wing and then we have a very large propeller to give us the stability that we need. Because what is nice in this vehicle compared to an aircraft, that in case of emergency, if you push a button, you just hover and you stand in the air and kind of can have take the time to rethink. Mm, oh, very. I, I hadn't thought about that. If you're in an aircraft and something's going wrong, you spend all your time trying to keep that thing in the air. But the fact you could push a button and it would just turn into a helicopter, if you will, is very fascinating. And it's turning to a better than helicopter because helicopter has always moving. You cannot hover. But if you play with a drone, you know that today drone, you take your mobile, push a button and the drone's just standing. And when you have the helicopter remote controls, you know, we had uh, 20, 30 years ago, it was taking many, many hours to fly them. So the way the the drone, the the system, the flight control today is very, very advanced. Mm. So that's key issue for us. Another key issue for us that we don't follow the train, the train of all the eVTOL companies is doing 100% electric. But we are selling to the consumer, and we're going to have private pilot. So FAA require a minimum 30 minutes reserve fly. That's mandatory. And they, they say that they, it's, this came with the blood, you know, that, that people. So that's why we do our electric, uh, our aircraft is full electric, but we have a range extender. So we have a generator that always charging the batteries. Yeah. So we cool. can have the reserve time. It's a mandatory for us. Mm-hmm. So we're not just electric. We're the industry going to just electric, and they're trying to convince the FAA to reduce from 30 minutes to 5 to 10 minutes reserve, which we think this is a very risky, especially for our target customer, where they're going to put their family on a daily commute. Mm. So the entire aircraft is really thinking from where I'm afraid to fly, and I'm not a brave pilot that, you know, just want to jump to any aircraft. Yeah. It's a very different way of designing, the bringing the automotive concept of safety into the aviation world. Wow. Fascinating. Do you have a target set of where you want to see this as viable? People can buy it and start using it? We have a showroom in Los Altos downtown. We open a showroom where people can come here and pre-order them. Wow. So... 
the price is is seven hundred eighty nine thousand dollars, and people uh, deposit five thousand dollars in escrow account. So this is an escrow managed by a law firm. So we don't have access to the money. They can call the money back if they're not happy, 100% money back, but they get one share in the company. So they become a founder. We call it the founder club. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. And we are meeting every three months. So about three weeks ago, we have our founder club meeting and we have a cocktail night. People get here and then they meet our uh, engineers. So they learn what is the aerodynamics, the stress analysis, the flight control. They see our scale model, how we're testing our vehicle. We tell them what we are doing with NASA. We are part of the NASA, the national campaign. NASA selected. We signed a five-year space agreement with NASA. So they're learning about what NASA is doing. They're learning what the Air Force is doing. They're learning about this all new industry. So they are becoming the new ambassador for this technology. Wow. This is really cool. I love the way you've set this whole thing up. Do you see this also having some type of military application? So definitely military has a, a lot of application for that because they, you know, most of, of operation people moving. And right now, you know, with this kind of vehicle, if from San Francisco to Tahoe, it's take about uh, five to eight hours driving with this vehicle is one hour. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And transportation, you know, driving economy and also driving the military on a daily use or in a battlefield. But we are very much focusing on uh, civil. We are in contact with the Air Force, of course, but uh, we want to keep the price as reasonable as possible. So we are trying to build it as a civil and then they could use that. I understand. You know, you're a very interesting guy, Guy, (laughs) because (laughs) of this career path that you've had. As I said, serially entrepreneur, but somebody who's forward thinking. When you think back in your life, who has been a driving inspiration for you, a mentor for you that has helped guide you or give you the the kind of insights that you have that you can do the things that you're doing? Because there's not too many people who go, Oh, I think I'll start a business, much less a business that's very complicated, complex, and the different companies that you've built. And now what you're doing today, uh, is there somebody in your past in your life that was a great driving force for you? Yeah, this is a good question, you know, because I always, always look what is the, you know, the highest mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you see like Steve Jobs or you see every entrepreneur here, and now we see more and more entrepreneur, you know, People, when they look outside of them, they think they have a good life. But in reality, I mean, we are challenging ourselves every day. Every day, yeah. Yeah. And even Elon Musk, you know, which I think is a genius. And I don't, it's hard to get, I don't think he got a really good life, you know, in reality. I think he is challenging himself on a daily basis. And people, when people look at him, think that, you know, he got a great life, but I think in, in inside, we are kind of like the driving, our driver is very different. I see it as in constant turmoil to constantly innovate, create, do things. You have many people in the world that will say, let's take Elon Musk. You brought him up. I think he's a genius as well. When you look at his initial businesses, and let's t- pick an easy one, when he created PayPal and sold PayPal, Okay. Most people could go sit on a beach, relax, do whatever they want for the rest of their lives. What people's idea of retirement would be. Well, an entrepreneur, 
I think you're this way. I feel I'm this way. I don't put myself anywhere near the level of you and Elon Musk. However, (laughs) as my wife says, I don't sit around very well. I don't like to sit and watch TV. I don't like to sit and do nothing. I even feel a bit um, frustrated when I take time for myself to read a book because I feel like I'm wasting my time. (laughs) I should be creating something, right? So... I think in an essence, you're answering my question as mentors is entrepreneurs are self-driven. They have internal mentors that are constantly messing with their mentality that you've got to create, you've got to create, you've got to create. Am I explaining this right, do you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, one of your uh, questions will be in about the book. And I was kind of like, really, what book I have read? I didn't read any book in the last years, you know, because like... Today, you know, wake up four o'clock in the morning and just from any, some ideas and I immediately have to go and write, go and, and send emails because right. I, I cannot sleep. Right. So, yeah, life is, is very, I will not take another different life. I will keep what I'm doing because yes. I enjoy it. But, uh, but I think where my friend looking at that, I'm not sure they will, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Would take that. It can be, I've heard, and I think you're right, it can be a very lonely life in a way. But here's the thing. When when people see others who are very proactive, very busy entrepreneurs, uh, I'll use myself as an example. You know, my mom says, you gonna you need to take more time to relax. I'm like, mom, I like what I'm doing. Yeah, I work many hours a day, but this is fun for me. Yes, it's work, but work has a different connotation. And so uh, it's, I, I, uh, my grandfather was a farmer in Texas, very hardworking guy. Uh, farmers are entrepreneurs. They work from early in the morning till late at night, sometimes all night. And I'll never forget, he came to visit me once, and my listeners have heard this. He drove all the way from Texas to California, and on day three, he said, well, got to go home. I said, you just got here. What do you mean? He said, Mark, the cows don't take vacations. He had work to do, and he was driven to do that. It's just something innate in the entrepreneur's mind. We're going to take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about a challenge, which is a silly question to ask you. I I realize that because what you're trying to do here is a massive challenge. But hold that thought. We'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett Jackson auctions is contagious and a unique experience is not to be missed. And coming soon, something new for you Cars Yeah listeners. I'll be teaming up with Craig Jackson on the first ever Barrett Jackson podcast coming to your mobile devices every week. Listen here on Cars Yeah and check out the Barrett-Jackson website for unique details on this new exciting podcast that I'm very proud to be a part of. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. All right, so we're back. So we're going to talk about 
challenges. No doubt the kind of life you have chosen for yourself is fraught with challenges. I think for the entrepreneur, the challenge is the juice, the fire that keeps us ignited and going. When you think about this current project, there's so many challenges I can't begin to imagine. But let's talk about just one that you feel like you've overcome, an obstacle in creating this new vehicle. What was it and how did that lesson learned And even if it was a failure during the process, it doesn't matter because it just taught you something. What was that for you with this new incredible vehicle? I think for us is the configuration. Since I'm not an engineer, I like to invent stuff, but I'm not an engineer and building an aircraft. It's a combination. It's a combination of aerodynamics, combination of stress analysis. It's a combination of designs, combination of power. It's a combination of systems. So there is no one person that I could rely on that come up with the best configuration. And when we started, we moved about three to five configuration to find it. Because as you say, people are dreaming about a flying car for the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. And many, many people try to do it. And this is very difficult to find the configuration that you could drive on the road like a normal car and then take payload. In the end, we're taking four or five people. That's, you know, that's what we're taking. Right. And be able to take those people and have a vertical takeoff and conventional takeoff. So what we're building is one of the most complicated vehicle, actually, because, you know, the it's, it's world-changed people's life. No doubt. It's the electric car brought a lot of change to life. But you still drive to Tao from San Francisco five to eight hours. They don't change that. But with our vehicle, it will be one hour from San Francisco. So that is something we we overcome on doing that. I think this is a huge achievement. It took us about uh, three and a half years to to find that. Wow. You know, when I think about this, and let's let's put ourselves into the future, dreams coming true. A lot of these vehicles moving through the air. Now you've got the issue of airspace management, just like, you know, we can all go and look at these uh, wonderful tracking devices online of airplanes. And when you look at the United States, they can't make the little airplane figure the actual size because you wouldn't see it. And it looks like the whole world, or the whole well, the whole world is covered with little airplanes, right? And you think, right. how do they keep track? Well, obviously, they have to keep track of these aircraft so they don't run into each other. What is your vision? And this kind of goes with my bucket list question in a way, because you've got to think these things through. What is your vision of how that traffic management is going to happen with all these people going to Tahoe to go skiing every weekend and then coming back? They can't just fly willy-nilly wherever they want to go. They've got to maintain some kind of path so they, number one, don't hit each other. But number two, don't hit another airplane that's coming into land or a tree or a mountain or whatever it might be. Right. And I think that what uh, we are right in a timing where those things are going to be solved. And the one who coordinated that is NASA. NASA started the national campaign program. They selected six aircraft companies, Boeing, Bell, us, and a few others. And they select 11 companies to build the air traffic management system. So it will be an automatic system that people will get the, the boat where they're going to fly. And you think about this, the highway, uh, we can build on, on in the air many, many highways. So if today you have, let's say, take the 101 highway and you have five lines and you have people driving next to each other with a, is in the side, you know, about a few feet from each other or 60 miles, in the air we can take this 
the one-on-one and build about 50 of those, one above each other. Mm, yeah. So we'll have the distance from each other. And vehicle like us, we can stop. You know, when you drive your car on, on the highway, you cannot stop. Take you a very long time to stop. Plus, if you stop, the guy might run into you that's behind you. If you just right. stop in the middle of a freeway, right? Yes. And in the air, we can we can easily stop. There is so much space there. So in reality, when we're talking about 20, 30, or 50 years later, actually flying in the air will be safer than driving on the ground where you have the kids and you have the ball and you have mm. the dog running and you have around the corner and you have somebody stop and open the door. Right. So the air will be more safe and it's need to people to think and believe in this, you know. And on the other hand, we have NASA who is coordinating that, all of that effort and make sure with the FAA they're doing it right. Also, when you think of autonomous vehicles, you program where you're going to go. You sit back and the car does it. I would assume with your vehicle, we'll have the same kind of thing. So if I take off from San Francisco and say I'm going to my chateau, it's Lake Tahoe, I can just plug in, this is where I want to go, and the vehicle will take me there. I don't need to technically be flying it. Is that right? Uh, this is right and, and not so right. The right is those systems already exist in aircraft. So it's available for the last 20 years. You know, you can program the aircraft that's flying from New York to LA easily. So this is this is go already today. What we're predicting in the near future, in the next 10 years, it will be the same system work is a semi-autonomous. So you, you go, but in case of you can program the destination, it will take you there. But what we predict the next 10 years, but and also what we want that you as a as a pilot that require today uh, 40 hours training will be able to take control in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to sit in a robot. Mm. Okay. So, You've got some control if you need it and you want it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And that is important for us to give the people feeling to use it on a daily basis, not just, you know, young guys who is taking advantage to, to sit in a robot and fly. Yeah. We want to make sure that you, you can take, uh, and also, it, from regulatory point of view, it will it will take time for approving the system, the full autonomous. Because the problem is not the system that take you; is on the decision maker. In case something happen, you know, still we are as a as a brain, we have uh, we are controlling better. Yeah. Well, yes, we would hope so. In some cases, yeah. that's true. Some cases, it maybe isn't so yeah. true. Depends on the person, I guess. Well, well I want to ask you, I want to get a little bit into your mind here. Because uh, you said you're a car guy. You like cars, right? So right. that's a passion right. for, for yours as well. Uh, in this case, we're just going to be flying them. Is there a special vehicle in your life when you look back in your life? Obviously, this vehicle is super special, but let's take this one, park it aside for a moment or let it hover for a little bit. Is there a special vehicle in your life uh, when you look back and, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride? Yeah. So when I was uh, 15, it was the first time I came to America and I was with my um, relative and they let me drive their Eldorado Cadillac. An Eldorado? Okay. Eldorado. Huge yeah. car. And that was a one of my best uh, day of my life because I always, since I was 10, I was just passion driving and it was amazing. And when I came to the U.S. about three years ago, I found out a dealer that is selling Eldorado 1976 Ooh. Biocentini 
Wow. From the dealership with zero. He had 200 miles on it. What? People tested. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought it. And I have it in my garage. You do? And this, yeah. <laughs> I, and can see the, <laughs> I can see the smile on your face. You are passionate yeah. about this car. You know, this is very interesting because... Everyone's dream, everyone's passion for a vehicle is different. That's the great thing about cars is everybody is different, but everything is the same internally about what that means to you. So does this bring you back to that childhood time of getting to to drive that for the first time? Is that why you chose this vehicle? Yes, that's exactly it. Bring my yeah. childhood and I have it now in my garage. It's never been registered. It's a brand new. Oh, my God. I only have five, uh, 460 miles on it. Well, you, you and need to drive just, this thing more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoy sitting in this. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Well, that's absolutely fantastic. And I think coming from outside of the U.S. into the U.S., what better uh, represents the American road and the bigness of the United States as a Cadillac, right? Right. And especially right. a vehicle like that. You think back to 76, those Malays era cars were big and massive. And yeah, uh, what fun, what fun. Of course, there was the gas crisis during that time too yeah. that kind of messed things up. But uh, that's pretty cool. Well, I want to get into your head a little bit here because I think this is a magical place to go for you. You've got a very creative imagination. If you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is your what's going on in your head put into this vehicle. What would Guy be, but more importantly, why? Could, could you? Sorry, yeah. I, I need to cut you down. If you can kind of... Uh, this is question number. Said, this is question number seven. Yeah, and it really talks so about I, yeah. I, if if you were yeah, to imagine remarks and, and yeah, if you if, were if to you uh, just, yeah, if you were to imagine, we'll edit this out. If you were to imagine yourself as a vehicle, and the reason I say this isn't what you want to be, because all of us would love to be a sexy Italian Ferrari, right? Yeah, I think you know. By uh, that's a good question because that's exactly what I was asking myself when I started build Aska. Ah, because you know what I want to be. And when we put the criteria that we want to improve quality of life, so this is one. So a vehicle that take me to live in an area where cost of living is reasonable. Yeah. And then also I'm passionate about cars, so it's have to be fast. So we're flying 150 miles. So And then, you know, people that love to drive, they like to see the scenery, you know. And think about when, when you're driving a car, it's part of it is a driving, but probably where are you driving? You know, it's a kind of combination. Right. But then drive flying in the air on your vehicle, that's something that, that kind of got me into. So you are the Oscar. Yes. It makes sense for you because this is something so different, so unique, and you poured a big chunk of your life into the development of this. You will continue to do that. But I tell you what I like more about your answer, Guy is you are genuinely wanting to improve people's lives. And the things you mentioned earlier about the challenges that we are faced with, let's say, living in condensed cities and smaller units and harder to get around or people that have to commute from where I live into the city. It's a two-hour drive. One of the things when I started this podcast, I told myself there were two things. I didn't want to have any more employees because I worked where I had to manage all these people and I was done with that. And I didn't want to waste my life commuting anymore. So now I don't wear out my Michelins. I wear out my slippers coming down the hallway, right? <laughs> and you be careful what you ask for. So you answered that very nicely, my friend. Thank you. I think that's great. I like to ask my guests, 
how they like to give back to others, specifically in the automotive sector, but in any respect. Now, one of the ways entrepreneurs give back is they provide jobs. You know, I hear people picking on people like Elon Musk or let's say uh, Jeff Bezos. Now, you may not agree with with either of their politics or their personalities or whatever it is, but they are creating jobs, which means they're creating a tax base for the government to consume taxes. But more so than that, they're creating opportunity for people to have a job, a fulfilling life, creating things or doing things. So when you think about what you're doing at Asuka and so forth, that would be my interpretation of this question for you is how do you like to help others and give back to others? So I think my task here with Asuka is to bring America Automotive back to be big. Mm. Because I think one of the challenge on the EV vehicle, it's basically the U.S. automotive lost to China. The battery is coming from China. Assembly of the vehicle in China is, is easier. The, the cost of the vehicle will be one-third of whatever will be manufactured in the U.S., what I'm bringing, and that's what I'm trying to convince the automotive maker in the U.S. and say, hey, you get an opportunity here because you have a lot of tradition. And the vehicle that we're building requires tradition because quality, require quality. And tradition is coming with quality. So don't lose it. Mm. Come collaborate with us and we can bring you as an automotive maker to develop something that requires more higher skill. But if you're trying to come to, to build something that, you know, worker in China is working on the same level and it doesn't need a tradition because automo- um, electric car, they don't need a tra- uh, tradition. It's pure, it's assembly, it's computer, it's just like manufacturing line. Mm-hmm. We require the tradition, we require the, the expertise, we require the attention. And I think that right now the stillers exist in the U.S. and I think we can make America big in that. Mm and make American automotive big in that if they change mind and coming into what we are doing to drive and fly vehicles that need millions of dollars. And you know, that, that will change the path. But if they will just continue and, and try to compete head to head to China, I think from a consumer, we, you know, we want to buy something cheap and good enough. And I think China is making today good enough and cheap. And yeah, cue the applause machine, my friend. I think that's absolutely right on and spectacular. And it's definitely what what we need to do more of in this country because we have lost in that respect, which is really sad. Uh, so bravo to you. And here we go. An immigrant, basically. You're originally from Israel coming to the U.S. to help make the U.S. even stronger and better uh, because here is the land of opportunity, Right. This is where it can happen. So there you go. I love it. We'll wave our American flag a little bit today, which I love (laughs) to do. Now, you you mentioned earlier about, we talked about books. I like to ask my guests about a book. If you think back to some book you've read, perhaps in the past, whenever (laughs) you had a little minuscule amount of time, audio books are good for when you're traveling, right? Uh, When you're flying in your Aska, you can listen to audio books. The whole car can, and you can have conversations. Is there one book maybe that you can think of? I cannot think about really a book, but I, I can think about the movie about Steve Jobs. Oh, okay. That movie yeah. uh, that kind of, you know, in a way gave me inspiration. And, you know, you see how he suffered with himself. Yes. You know, between himself and his challenging. And I think that's for me that, that kind of like the, something that gives you the power to continue. 
you know, that that you fell and fell and, and challenge and challenge and one after the other. But he's wake up in the morning and keep going. Right. You know, you mentioned, too, about family and quality. Obviously, he had great challenges in that area, especially in the right. movie and the book. The book is even better, uh, representing with his daughter, Lisa, and the yeah. challenges and the conflicts that caused and trying to get that balance in life. But, uh, yeah, I thought the movie was great. The book is better, I'll tell you, by the way. But you can get the audio version of that. Uh, and definitely for all entrepreneurs, Steve Jobs is one of those guys that we all look up to. Uh, again, whether you dislike or like his personality or whatever, you cannot argue that what he created in his vision we're all holding in our hands today these magical devices and i our house is full of apple products i I drank the apple juice back when the first se came out way way (laughs) long ago doing (laughs) graphics definitely one more short break we come back we're going to go on the ultimate flight i'm going to call it for you today my friends so sit tight we'll be right back i've discovered linkage It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, Smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Cars Yeah is proud to support our veterans, which is why I've teamed up with our nonprofit partner, TechForce Foundation, through its Veterans at Work Military Transition Campaign. The tech shortage is very real, and our country needs skilled, qualified techs to keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. When so many vets build their skills in maintaining and servicing vehicles when deployed, TechForce helps transition those skills to jobs as professional technicians when they come home. Learn more about TechForce Foundation and its Veterans at Work Military Transition Fund at techforce.org today. All right, guy, you know, I think I may know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I asked all my guests, if I could arrange for you to magically go on the ultimate drive, you get to pick the vehicle, you get to pick who you're with, maybe where you're going, who's driving or flying. Uh, Let's talk about what your vision of the ultimate drive or flight might be for you. Yeah, so for me, it will be with my family. Ah, love it. That's the, you know, when I spend all my time in my heading, uh, even I with them, I'm uh, thinking about work, so I'm trying as much as I can, you know. Yeah. Family is the most important. Separate that, just yep. Separate sometimes, just get out the phone and just don't look on LinkedIn, don't look on your email, you know. Right, right. Concentrate. So that that I'll do. And, and definitely on Asuka, flying, and, and just travel around, you know. Travel around here in California from the wine country to um, Lake Tahoe. So, you know, no need more than that. You know what? I have no doubts this is something that will come true for you. I really have a a good feeling about this. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, I think I could talk to you for hours, but 
we're going to part ways here for now until maybe one day you can pick me up in the Oscar and we can go for a flight. Sure. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Got a parking lot right down the street from me you could land in. Uh, before I let you go, though, could you offer our listeners maybe a parting word of wisdom, advice, a success quote, or a mantra, something that has meaning for you that might inspire them? I think that not accepting no, not accepting impossible, and believe in yourself. So challenge yourself. Always kind of try to raise the bar for yourself and never let other people take you down. Love it. Just keep on going. Absolutely. How can people learn more about this magnificent vehicle you're creating? So please visit our askafly.com, our website, www.askafly.com. Please visit us and uh, yeah, we'd love to please register it. And if you are interested in to pre-order Aska, please pre-order. We'll be love to have you as a founder here. We'd love to brainstorm with you how to build and how to improve what we're doing. Fantastic. I'll make sure to put a link to that. It's very easy. Askafly.com. Check this out. It will blow you away pun intended because it does create a little bit of air when those those yeah. help the rotors i guess would you call propellers them? propellers yeah Propeller. when the propellers start to spin and i want to do a shout out thank you to kathy padoni of coyote creek concourse she's the one that introduced me to guy she said hey uh, uh and we're this show comes out after the event but if you follow me on social media if you follow me you would have seen i posted that you could go and meet guy at an event that happened on the 26th uh but i'm sure there will be more of those so uh Keep sign up at the askafly.com website and they can keep you abreast of what they're doing. So, Kathy, thanks for introducing me to an amazing person here. This has been so much fun. I'm so excited. I'm ready to fly here, guy. I'm ready to fly. Uh, until you and I talk again, my friend, or we go for a flight, I'll see you either down the road or up in the air. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. Appreciate it. You're welcome. This has been great fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.